Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to More Than Amused Podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and others on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to More Than Amused Podcast. I'm Stani. And I'm Sadie. And we are just excited you're here. We're excited to talk about what we're talking about today. So today we are talking about fangirls. Yes. And before we get into it, I realized, so this last week I watched different things on Netflix Mm -hmm. that were about women in the arts and were very inspiring. So I'm going to recommend them. Oh, yeah. So the first thing that I watched, I am a huge Dolly Parton fan. I love Dolly Parton with all my heart. She is like who I aspire to be. But there's a documentary that she did called Here I Am. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's so good. So inspiring. I was fangirling. So there we go. Second thing that I watched was, um, do you know the K-pop group Blackpink? Yeah, I saw uh-huh. that documentary on there. Yeah, super cool. Super interesting. I'm not like a huge fan fan of theirs per se but like Mm -hmm. i it was really cool though like their story is very interesting in the k-pop world too is yeah is insane intrigues me because aren't they like trained to be yeah yeah so they're it's not really like a chosen kind of thing right like yeah it's like they auditioned to like go to like be a part of like this production company or something and they trained with them for like years and then the group formed and then it's like they put out the group that like company did so like those Mm. girls had been training together for years before they even premiered as a group that's so so interesting yeah it's crazy and it's cool and like they have crazy fans like (laughs) and k-pop in general i feel i feel like we'll talk about it later like Mm -hmm. k-pop has huge fans yeah i feel like it's kind of the new wave yeah of fangirling and fans yeah. in general because i feel like it kind of comes in waves yes definitely <laughs> I've seen. like who's like the it boy band i think mm-hmm. right now it's like the different k-pop groups yes definitely i would agree but yeah i would definitely watch recommend watching both of those they're really fun and also they spotlight different women in music yeah. um also another thing is a couple I think a couple episodes ago, we talked about Lizzo for a little bit, Mm -hmm. and she has an episode. There's, like, that show on Netflix with David Letterman, who he's, like, and my next guest is, I think it's called. Okay. Um, The new season of it came out, and there's an episode where he interviews Lizzo, and it's a really cool interview that she does. So, I would recommend, I I watched so many different things on Netflix this last week, but they were all very inspiring, and then I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're talking about fangirls today, and, like... I don't know. Like those people have insane fans. No, that's awesome. I'm excited. I watched the little trailer for the Blackpink one. Yeah. But I didn't actually watch the show. So it was cool. It's very interesting. Would recommend. Awesome. Anyways, but anything new in your life or going on? Well, I have a weird phenomenon that I don't understand. Um, I tested negative for COVID two weeks ago and then Dathan tested positive last week. And then I got tested this week and it was negative. And I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> so you're living with him, but <laughs> he and he has COVID and you haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. And I've been sick with COVID symptoms. So I don't quite understand. And it's been a little weird. So I either got over the illness in between when I tested the two times or I had it before. And so I got sick again, maybe, and then, but I didn't actually like get it because my body fought it off. 
if that makes interesting. sense. Interesting, yeah. Which I've been wondering. Like maybe you had it earlier, but like didn't even know it. Yeah, before it was even like a thing. Like I was sick mm-hmm. last spring, so maybe I don't know. But that's kind of been strange. But anyway, well, let's dive in to the topic. So before yes. we dive in, though, Stani, do you consider yourself a fan girl? Do you identify as a fan girl? I don't think so. And that's not shade on anyone who is or considers themselves to be one. I just don't think I've ever been that enthusiastic about anything, if yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And like, not that I didn't want to. I just don't think I've like, I don't know. I don't think there's anything that I like have been that diehard about yeah. ever. No, yeah. of course. Which makes me question myself. I'm like, why am I doing this? No, I, I am a... I am a true fangirl. Mm-hmm. My my biggest, deepest secret is that I do have a Stan Twitter account. I have a Taylor Swift fan account that I made. I didn't make it a long time ago. I made it probably like right before Lover came out. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I No, it was during like the reputation era that I made my gotcha. Twitter account. Yeah. And I'm not very active on it. And also, you will never be able to find it. I'm just going to put that out. That <laughs> I, if you found it, you would not know it was me. And I'm very proud of that. Lame. I know. But I, <laughs> but I am on Stan Twitter. I love Stan Twitter. And yeah, I am a true Taylor Swift fangirl. I will say, I think the closest I've ever come is Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I'm still like not I think I think I'm just not at the level that I feel like everyone else is at but I really do love her and like adore her and I remember yeah. we like left um school during lunch to go get 1989 oh yeah senior year we like yeah during our lunch break we went to target we got our 1989 cds and like sat in the car and listened and, to like, the album listened to them yeah probably so say, ditch like, class I come pretty close, but like, I don't know. I still probably don't keep up with everything. I'm not on Stan Twitter and I love her music and I'll listen to it, but I could not tell you every single detail of everything. <laughs> but like, I know a lot. I think my thing is for a while, which I think we'll talk about, there was like that shame, you know, mm-hmm. where I was really embarrassed by how much I like Taylor Swift. And also too, because it's very typical. It's very, it's basic, you know, like, uh, hello, I am the girl who loves to write songs and surprise, surprise, I love Taylor Swift. Yeah. I've actually like thought about it a lot. And I feel like there was like a weird mindset when we were in high school that like mm-hmm. you couldn't, you didn't want to be seen as basic. Yes. Like absolutely. everyone was trying so hard to be like, alternative and Mm -hmm. cool and like I remember even hearing a bunch of girls and even guys say that like they didn't like female singers yeah and I feel like we had a conversation about this at one point but I can't Mm -hmm. remember all of it but like saying that they didn't like female voices and they preferred like male Male. yeah singers Uh uh-huh and that was interesting (laughs) I don't know like there was a weird there was a thing where like I felt like I definitely purposely I would listen to the music I maybe wasn't so naturally drawn to because I thought that it was more cool you know Mm -hmm. because it wasn't mainstream when and then like I mentioned like when I kind of became more confident with the things I liked there's probably a year where all I listened to was like Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus because it was like I can finally just listen to this cheesy pop music that I want. And now I listen to all different kinds of things. But like there was such that fear of being basic where it was like, oh, my gosh, I like the female pop stars. I like the people that I liked as a kid when it's like Mm. when. Yeah, that that felt so boring and so lame. I know. I'm kind of glad that like I feel like as a society, we're embracing it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And we're like, it's okay to like things. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think we felt that. So I wonder if that's kind of impacted me more. Look at me trying mm-hmm. to like dissect my own problem. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not enthusiastic about stuff? I grew up listening to a lot of 80s rock. And that's what I would listen to for fun. Um, and it's kind of hard to fangirl over people who are dead. 
So, so I listened to like a lot of Queen and Billy Joel, who is still alive, and I really want to go to a concert, but they're expensive in Madison Square, Madison Square Garden, and I can't. I'd say I think the closest I've come recently is like Marina and the Diamonds. I could listen to any of her stuff forever. Oh, I'd be perfectly her. happy, mm-hmm. and I really, really love Billie Eilish too. Mm, yeah, she's cool. So I feel like I've I have people that I could listen to forever. I just don't know if I know as much about them as like the diehard fans do. Well, I think <laughs> I was the opposite thing because my family isn't. I'm the only person in my family, at least when I was growing up, like when I was younger, who really listened to music. My parents mm-hmm. aren't really big like music listeners, and there's a couple people that like I listen to because of my mom. Like I love Shania Twain. I love the Dixie Chicks because that's who my mom listened to. But for the most part, they would really just like listen to church music. And oh, so okay. me wanting to listen to music, I kind of had to find it where I knew I could find it. And that mm. was Disney Channel. That makes sense. And as being a young person who just loved music so much, like Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus, like Hannah Montana, that's what I could listen to. So I had to kind of find it all on my own. And I think even now that's why it's like at the end of the day, I just kind of want to still listen to the same ex Disney Channel stars. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's something to be said for like nostalgia. Like when Jason and I got a record player, the first one I bought was a Billy Joel one that was in a thrift store and I was lucky. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like there's something to be said for like what you hear growing up all the time. Anyways, so I am a certified mm-hmm. fan girl, well, and I have good. a Twitter at to prove it, but that will remain. A <laughs> well, secret. I'm happy to be talking to a certified fan girl. I do love Taylor <laughs> Swift, hands down. I will say that I do love yes. her. Yeah. So I think like one of the things that I found the most interesting throughout the research was realizing that like. It's not a new phenomenon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, fangirls have been around forever. And I don't think people think about that that often. When you hear fangirl, what comes to mind for me is, like, One Direction and Justin Bieber. Yeah, absolutely. Because those were, like, the ones that I remember growing up that everyone was crazy about. Yeah. But... They actually, like, the earliest I think they can find is 1812. There was a poet, Lord Mm -hmm. Byron, and he had, like, crowds of admirers that would gather outside of his office hoping to see him. They just thought he was, like, the hottest thing ever. And he'd get, like, fan letters, and people would, like, pile into things, like, places where he was going to be. And that's kind of like the earliest that they can think of is 1812. Dang. Which is a really long time ago. I know that like the the original like playboy superstar in the music world was a pianist named Franz Liszt. Mm -hmm. And um, he was the contemporary of Clara Schumann. So that's when he existed. You know, Clara Schumann, we talked about a couple episodes go yeah anyways um but I I think it's interesting because as far as like composers and musicians like earlier than that they weren't necessarily like revered and famous at the time that they were alive mm. um but I think Beethoven was one of the first ones that like actually like got that recognition while he was alive and like um had was famous because of that and front and excuse me and Beethoven was right before list and um list was definitely like the rock star like and kind of was was the first one to like live that like typical rock star lifestyle of like women and drinking and partying you know what I mean but like he was the pianist and he was like the it guy and Mm -hmm. there was actually a thing that they called like listomania which (laughs) was characterized by intense levels of just hysteria demonstrated by his fans and I was actually reading something where because obviously there's Beatlemania that Mm. you know is kind of the common phrase and and something that I read was like it it's comparable to Beatlemania but the difference is is 
by the time the Beatles came around, they were a little bit, you know, we were a little bit more familiar with like this phenomenon of just girls going crazy over guys. So it was almost like a pop culture kind of word. But mm-hmm. with List, like they were like actually concerned that it was a medical condition and that like They're something like, was wrong. wrong. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was like something that it wasn't like slang. It was like, no, like Listomania, like this is a little concerning almost. So I think that's so interesting of just like, like you said, like it's been around forever. Like just this mm-hmm. phenomenon of people just being obsessed. Yeah. They even mentioned like Frank Sinatra mm. was a big one. And that was the first time that I feel like people realized how much money a teenage yeah. girl fandom could provide, produce, yeah. <laughs> provide. He was able to release multiple albums a year and was quickly one of the best-selling artists of all time. Wow. And that's owed largely to his fan base because they were just able to fuel so much of that fire. And then Elvis Presley, who we all know caused quite a stir. Yeah. (laughs) And um, he, he was kind of controversial Mm Because a lot of people were worried that he was making um, all of the teenage girls sex crazy. Because they were just, like, fascinated with him. And I don't know. So (laughs) obsessed with Elvis. Yeah. And apparently he had 60 million people tuning in to watch him when he made his first appearance on TV. 60 million. Which was 82% of the North American public. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And they said that was a record that stood until the Beatles. Wow. So that and goes I, to show like. And I don't think anything's really beat that since I'm sure. Probably not. Well, especially with, I think even just like methods of entertainment that you can choose yeah. from now and channels, but like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Like 82% of North America, like mm-hmm. that's yeah. so many people all watching him on his first appearance on television but yeah like crazy that that happened and then of course it only got more intense with the Beatles yeah I don't know it makes me think of like have you seen like or heard of old ladies that have like tons of like Elvis paraphernalia Uh and stuff and then you're like and they talk about him and they're like oh he was just the hottest thing and I had such a crush on him and and everything it makes me think about like One Direction fans yeah or like K-pop fans when they're older being like oh these are my posters of all these people and they were just and like looking at it the same way where it's like oh you're cute like teenage crush instead of like oh my gosh they're nuts (laughs) well and also too I because obviously Elvis and the Beatles are kind of like they're one of the original superstars, like, right. Like they were mm-hmm. one of the greats and it's, and it was teenage girls. Like it was fan girls that brought them to that status and elevated them that to that status. So I wonder if like, is one direction going to be the equivalent in the future? You know, like is history going to look back and be like, wow, one direction was actually really good and like paved the way. And I mean, I never was a huge directioner, per se me either but I mean obviously I do know some of their songs and I like some Mm -hmm. of them um and like I can recognize that they are a bunch of good looking men but like I wonder if as time passes and maybe and then it's like the older generation remembering One Direction are they going to be elevated to a new status rather than the silly thing that teenage girls liked now that brings up an interesting point because I feel like the Beatles are now like a cool thing that guys say that they listen to like, a lot of people I know that listen to the Beatles are, like, more alternative boys, kind mm-hmm. of. Where they're like, oh, yeah, like, I, I love the Beatles. And and it's just kind of funny to think about that, that, like, a bunch of future alternative prestigious indie boys are going to be like, I listen to One Direction. <laughs> I just love that mental image that that created in my mind. Like, the future indie white boy is just, like listening to what's still your girl or best (laughs) night ever and is just like playing it on his guitar and singing (laughs) (laughs) but it's true like the Beatles are totally have turned into that I mean I love the Beatles obviously like they're some of the best songwriters oh yeah ever Mm -hmm. but like 
they were teenage girl they were like teenage girls love them like they were so big because of the mania and the craziness that yeah. surrounded them i even i read this like <laughs> interview with this guy and his name was bob Geldof. he mm-hmm. was a singer and he said i remember looking down at the cinema floor and seeing these rivulets of piss in the aisles the girls were literally pissing themselves with excitement so what i associate most with the beatles is the smell of girls urine oh my gosh yeah like that's how crazy it was like i don't think people realize that when they think of the beatles they're like yeah oh yeah the cool hippies who would go to like the music festivals and listen and it's like no it was screaming hordes of teenage girls well um i took in a like an american pop music class my freshman year of college and if i remember right he talked about the fact that one of the reasons why the beatles had to stop performing is because amplification like the technology wasn't advanced enough to be louder than the women to the girls screaming like they couldn't do it so it was like what was the point of even playing like Mm -hmm. there was no point of touring and so i've actually been to a one direction concert and i've been to a bts that k-pop group concert because my cousin um who's one of my best friends she she is definitely a fangirl of and has been of both of those different boy bands. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love concerts. So I went with her to the One Direction one and then again to the BTS one. And they were so fun, but like the screaming and just like <laughs> people were losing their minds. And like, I mean, it was a great show. I was so entertained. Like they're very mm-hmm. talented performers, but like, like, sometimes I was like, can we stop screaming? Like, I want to listen to what they're saying. But, like, there was just no controlling, especially at the One Direction one. Like, there was no way. And it was, it's madness. It's fun, but it's madness. <laughs> no, we're actually lucky that we have the technology we did. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, I even um, read that it happened with Frank Sinatra and Elvis, too. Really? That wow. they couldn't hear the artists themselves because of the screaming fans it's amazing (laughs) i know you've got to appreciate like that kind of enthusiasm to be honest absolutely they also said um girls would pass out in the crowd and policemen would be tasked with going around and trying to revive them and like remove them from the crowd (laughs) to try and help them um come to and like like that was their job was just to help them yes Oh, and speaking of female screaming, this is like the funniest thing I read. There was a case where a doctor had a teenage girl come in and she had thought that she was just out of breath after going Mm -hmm. to a concert and then went into the doctor and they realized that she was breathing at an extraordinary rate, had a tear in her lung that was like escaping and then when they pressed on certain parts of her body, it sounded like Rice Krispies were popping. And they, like, literally didn't know what was going on because they had never seen anything like it. Uh-huh. And after consulting, like, medical records and figuring out what was going on, they realized that the same problem that had happened to her had only been recorded twice before in medical history. Uh-huh. And one was with a drill sergeant and the other was with an opera singer. And basically, she had screamed so hard that she had, like, collapsed her lung at a One Direction concert. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the doctor told her, like, oh, my gosh, soak this up for all it's worth. Like, go on Jimmy Fallon and meet them. But she couldn't do it because she was too embarrassed. (laughs) And she was just like, (laughs) I guess that's fair. (laughs) But, like, to only have a drill sergeant and an opera singer, and then the next case is a screaming fan at a One Direction concert. That's like, I insane. feel like that shows how hard some of these girls are, like. It's so, it's devotion. Oh, yeah. Complete and utter devotion. And it even, like, oh, my gosh. I think it's where the idea of hysteria <laughs> comes in. And even, like, diving into the history of hysteria, it comes from the Greek word for uterus, um, which means that, like, hysteria was seen as, like, a female illness. 
Mm-hmm. And not like a condition of the mind or anything, but like a physical problem caused by like the female womb. And they literally thought that by like removing it, they would get rid of hysteria in women. So a lot of the times people were given hysterectomies, which is where that term comes from, where they oh. would remove their female organs to try and prevent them from like having hysteria. Oh my god! And I think that shows like the kind of like I guess sexism there's like no other word for it sexism that comes with like female enthusiasm and like that kind of fangirling is that they just look at it and they're like you're nuts yeah well I can't remember where I originally heard this quote or idea from but it was something along the lines of like what if we didn't call them call them fangirls like what if we started calling them experts and because they are like they are experts on oh yeah those people and the music like they know so much so it, and it's just like this interesting thing of it's like why why don't we take this love like why don't we take it seriously mm-hmm. you know and also why does having a lot of female fans maybe diminish the way that a performer is being viewed now like yeah. Justin Bieber is an objectively very talented individual. Um, he started out really young and also had tons of female fans, which I think makes him seem almost like, oh, just like the pretty boy kind of joke, right? Which like, yeah, no, he's a phenomenal singer and like is a really good musician. And because he was that teenage heartthrob doesn't make him less of a good musician. And we should still like recognize that. But Mm -hmm. I think because it's, like, seen through the lens of, like, oh, well, teenage girls like him. It's, oh, well, he's bad then. He doesn't deserve to be taken seriously. No, I feel like that's why we brought up the Beatles so much is that Mm -hmm. it's, like, people need to realize that, like, every single artist out there that is famous right now has a group of teenage girls that are fans, that are diehards. Yes. And, yes, maybe some of them have more men in there, too, but guarantee there's a group of teenage girls that are fans that are diehards. Like, I love 21 Pilots. They're, like, one of the, like, first major concerts I went to because I haven't been to, like, that many. Money. (laughs) I can't afford to. I wish I could. That's always the struggle. (laughs) But I got a ticket to one of their concerts when, like, right before they blew up. And it was literally 20 bucks, which is insane to think about now. (laughs) Yeah. And it was at the Saltaire. And I saw a lot of boys there for sure probably more than you'd see at a one direction concert (laughs) but i also saw a lot of groups of teenage girls Mm -hmm. that were dressed from head to toe in like the merch and all the stuff and everything else that knew every lyric to every song and were like waiting in line way before us like Mm -hmm. every single group that's succeeding has a group of teenage girls also it's always the teenage girls that are the ones that camp out too yes (laughs) like they're always the ones who are in there early in the front. Or like you said, just oh, totally yeah. decked out in in just pure devotion. Oh, yeah. And I feel like sometimes maybe there's like a misconception that teenage girls are only only like, like boy bands. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. <laughs> like if Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus are any indication, like they're just as die hard i feel like for some reason the boy bands tend to get like the most attention for their screaming girl fans no it's true i mean i don't i'm not a huge participant on my stan twitter account i'm mainly just an observer (laughs) but like the way that like different fan groups will like even go after each other in support of like ariana grande selena gomez taylor swift lady gaga like it's it's crazy honestly and I like them all so I'm like I'm not trying to like talk anything on any pop artist but like the devotion that these icons have like it's it's amazing it really is and I feel like it's such a weird phenomenon which is Mm -hmm. why we're talking about it but even like celebrities giving their fans like names Yes. I feel like has propelled like a whole new culture. Mm-hmm. Like you have the Swifties and you have like directioners and believers. And you're right. Every like 
fan they have a um a, a name even like lesser known because you, do you know julia michaels mm-hmm. yeah so even she like has a group i think it's you're a gem if you're a fan of julia okay. michaels so it's like oh i love my gems which is like i think it's interesting too that like every fan group tries to name like names itself too like it becomes a part of their identity where it's like oh i'm a swifty i'm a believer i'm a directioner like it's it's yeah very core <laughs> it's honestly like it's a little club yeah <laughs> like they become a part of and even like so this book that i read part of um the reporter in it um she went to concert venues in london every single night and would just talk to the girls that were there because mm-hmm. like i said it's always the girls that camp out mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're there for like hours sometimes days i think justin bieber has the record of like having um there was like a camp bieber in rio and they camped out for five months five months five months <laughs> In order to see him. Um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> which I don't know how you would manage that. Like, apparently, they, like, took shifts and, like, went to school and stuff because they still had to. And I don't know. Crazy. But, yeah, five months in Rio in order to see Justin Bieber and be in line. So it's always the girls that camp out. So she would go and talk to them. And honestly, like, it's kind of... It gave me, like, a new appreciation and admiration for what they're doing. Um, They talked about how, like, they appreciate the security guards, but, like, they keep track of who's in line, and they go down and, like, number who got there first on their hands so that they can keep track of, like, what order people are supposed to get in. And they're, like, they keep everyone safe until the barriers go up, and then they can sleep so that they know that, like, everyone's safe and good. And, like, if girls come alone, they're immediately, like, adopted into a group of two or three who keep track of them. They said that they lost a girl and they sent some of them, like, everywhere to find her and then realized she had just gone to the bathroom. But they literally sent out, like, a search party to find this girl to make sure she was okay. Wow. And they have, like, their moms bring hot chocolate and blankets or sunscreen and, like, make sure that they're taken care of. But they're not there the entire time. And so these girls, like, bond together and, like, take care of each other and all go in and, like, make sure that everyone gets in in the order that they're supposed to and that they're safe and, like, hydrated and taken care of. And I just thought that that was, like, something really cool. Like, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a sense of community. Definitely. She even brought up the point that, like, Um, I feel like Gen Z and millennials as a whole get a rap for like not being patient and not being able to wait for things and like immediate gratification. And she's like, if you want proof that that's not true, look at the lines outside of concert. Like they spend tons of time waiting and they own it and they're so patient about it and nobody's frustrated and mad. And they're just like, they create more waiting time for themselves than is necessary in a lot of ways like they didn't need to camp out for five months to go see Justin Bieber but they did because like they find like community and companionship in the waiting and it's like in real life this isn't like virtual relationships this is like in person things that are taking place and so it was kind of something where I was like oh my gosh you're right like in nowadays society where everything's digital and we're like so often seen as like immediate gratification we want it now like how beautiful is it that there's a group of teenage girls and boys too by the way but mainly teenage girls who are like camping out for months and like talking to each other in person all the time we're gonna take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists okay so for today's instagram shout out um we thought it would be cool to shout out someone who's done fan art um, or who I I at least discovered through their fan art that they did for Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. So this artist and designer, she her Etsy shop is Original KQ and her Instagram is TS underscore KQ. 
So essentially what it is, is just like, she has a lot of like prints and art, um, that is, um, based off of just like different Taylor Swift things. Like she'll do prints of like calligraphy and like artwork based off of lyrics. I've purchased a print from her in the past, just with one of my favorite Taylor Swift lyrics from, I think I did the song King of My Heart from Mm -hmm. Reputation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Definitely got that as a print. Um, she has really cool stuff, really great designs. Um, and it's just, it's fun. And I, I mean, I also love following her too, because so much of it is Taylor Swift themed and, um, yeah, it's just really cool. I really love what she does and she's really talented. No, that is so fun. She has like a wide Mm -hmm. variety of stuff too. Yes. Yeah. And it's not just Taylor Swift. She also has a wide variety of prints. I think you can honestly request anything for her to do. Yeah. I love that. Like the ones with just the Taylor Swift lyrics though, like she Mm -hmm. has little ornaments that say like, this is our place. We make the rules with a little foam on it. And like, no one would know that that's like a Taylor Swift thing, but it's like exactly i like it too it can be very subtly Mm. taylor swift like mine is just like really pretty lettering it's you wouldn't know it's a taylor swift quote it just looks pretty and it's a nice sentiment no i love that so i think it's like really cool like just the variety of things that she offers the variety of things she does and you know even if you're not a taylor swift fan it's she has a lot of really cool art that's worth checking out yeah definitely that's really awesome one that i have actually it's another one from tiktok And she doesn't really do fan art per se, but she does a lot of like portraits inspired by people, which is fun. Um, Her name's Audrey Hopkins and her account is Oddity Draws on TikTok and then just Oddity on Instagram. It's spelled A-U-D-I-T-Y. And she does like really fun mashups. Like she's doing like a drawing the Disney villains as princesses or (laughs) so like Jafar and um Hades or she'll oh I just saw Tinkerbell and Pennywise the clown yes or she'll do like um she did like her and her husband and their cats as like little animal crossing characters which is really cute and then also does like people from movies or celebrities and stuff she drew all of like the social media accounts as people for a while and then I think Mm. she did all of the states too as people Oh, cool but her TikTok's really fun she actually even has her own like drawing generator that her husband um created for her which I did download Mm. because it was really fun I'm trying to remember what it's called though so her um her drawing generator is called wanna draw and you just like click on it and it has like who and what they are doing and you like tap on the who and tap on what they're doing and like it's so this one is like the last thing you ate as a Taurus mm-hmm. as a tourist so then you'd have to like draw I don't know like a Dr. Oh. Pepper can like touring something or I don't know she, that's cool yeah she does like a lot of really creative stuff and they're just cute like fun little yeah portraits. I love this yeah it's really entertaining on TikTok also fun on Instagram so yeah i'm following her right now check them out so yeah be sure to check them out we'll tag them on the instagram too on the spotlight section and we're following everyone that we ever have spotlighted so you can find them Mm -hmm. there too yeah if you have and also if you have anyone that you'd like us to shout out um definitely you can dm us submissions or we do also have an email address if that works better for you Mm -hmm. um which is just more than amuse podcast at gmail.com yep Definitely. And don't be afraid to promote yourself. That's your reminder for the week. If you want to send your stuff, we're happy to spotlight you as well. So Mm -hmm. definitely. All right. Now back to the show. And there's, of course, there's the crazy side, which I feel like often gets showed Mm. the most often. Like apparently a K-pop star Tracyon, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, I probably am, don't come for me, a fan wrote a letter to them using like their own period blood as ink and then like sprinkled it with her pubic hair and like the Beatles were known to be a little bit scared at times because Mm -hmm. of like crazy fans 
And I know when, like, Harry was dating Taylor Swift, a bunch of Directioner fans said that they would literally, like, stab her to death (laughs) for being with him and, like, sent her death threats. Yeah, that is a good point. There is definitely a side that, like, makes it so these people don't feel safe. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the part that gets brought up the most when people think about fangirls. Mm Mm-hmm is like the crazy side of it all there was yeah. even a documentary about one direction fans oh that yeah came i out. saw that crazy about one direction i think and they said they literally like made them out to be the craziest extreme over emotional unruly hyper obsessive and hysterical people ever and i think the like it would be wrong to say that, like, that doesn't exist because it does. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think it's important to realize that that's not everybody. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why a lot of people have a hard time identifying as a fangirl because they don't want to be associated with, like, yeah. I would literally murder anyone in order to be with them or, like, people who think that they're going to marry them like for real obviously there's a healthy way to be a fan girl and you know there's definitely the level where you know like i said those people who are the stars they don't feel safe they don't feel secure like that their loved ones are secure and like obviously that should be talked about and also it should be condemned you know oh yeah of course we do need to recognize that like those people are in fact people and you know deserve the respect of those of course yes there was like a ted talk that we both watched that talked Mm -hmm. about how like the fans built a shrine to like the stars vomit on the side of the road yeah at one point and uh, i don't know like yes that's creepy and weird but at the same time like it's not harming anyone (laughs) so like (laughs) true true so i don't know like I think it's important that it's like condemning the dangerous part of it, but at the mm-hmm. same point, not making everyone feel nuts because if like women keep getting told they're crazy. Yeah. Like- well, one of I, there's, I'm just reading one of the quotes we have written here where um, they said like, what I admire so much about fangirls and, and fans, of course, who are not girls is their ability to love things without fear or apology, because it's something most of my adult friends have no idea how to do. It's amazing, which exactly. is like, that's so true, because like really mm-hmm. what it is, it's like it's something that like it's just very pure outside like love for something and just like no shame in it, which exactly. that should be admired and should be like sought off after it. it should Mm -hmm. it's so admirable and even like thinking about like even the way that you said that you were a fangirl of taylor swift you were like a little embarrassed about it and it's like why are we embarrassed to like like things well and also too because you know i did go to i went to college for music and you know as a very typical like start of the semester we'd go around say our names and say the music we liked to listen to I mean my freshman year I would be like scrambling of like oh my gosh what can I say what answer can I give that's like going to make me sound smart like what's going to be something that I can make sure that my peers take me seriously and know that I actually really do love music (laughs) you know what I mean yeah and that was like such an insecure point but then you know like I mentioned as soon as I started owning that like then it became like hi my name is Sadie and I really love pop music and I love like pop princesses and I love Taylor Swift and there's no shame there shouldn't be any shame in that (laughs) no and there shouldn't be any shame in like I don't know like why is it shameful to like them when they're literally like making so much money and they're so talented and like their songs are like at the top of the charts constantly Mm -hmm. or if I do like that that's gonna make me seem like a stupid crazy like you know or not intelligent maybe yeah when it's like no if everyone likes it that means that like everyone likes it for a reason yeah and just because stereotypically maybe teenage girls like them doesn't mean it's bad no, definitely not. It can still be smart and good music. <laughs> and it is smart and good music. Like some of those lyrics. Yeah. This book, she actually interviewed a neuroscientist, Dr. Stefan Kolsch, and like asked him about it. And she was like, what's the deal with like 
fangirls like why do they get so excited like why are these girls like crying like why is it labeled as hysteria and he said they find the music pleasurable and so dopamine is released and they get feelings of joy and happiness shivers goosebumps and strong pleasure she said it's basic he's like they're not crazy they're just excited like <laughs> that's how they're expressing their emotion <laughs> like they're not crazy they're just they're just happy about it they're yeah just- they're just happy like that's how it would be for anyone who felt that way and even like um bringing up like the contrast of football fans yeah oh <laughs> yes I was just thinking that yeah the like why is it okay to have like male like adults <laughs> screaming mm-hmm. at televisions over a football game but girls can't scream in a concert yeah over people a lose their minds over their sports team winning or losing i mean didn't yes. like france go into riot be- pretty much because over they soccer. like won yeah for soccer like <laughs> yeah. why is it accepted because that's so like that's a male thing also another thing i was even thinking of like mm-hmm. marvel or superheroes like why is it intelligent for boys to be obsessed about superheroes and nerdy you know why is that stereotypically nerdy but also smart but yet it's stupid for a girl to be obsessed and know everything about one direction or justin bieber like exactly yeah they both they're very similar to kind of both of those points i went on my mission to ohio and part of it i was on ohio state campus and i was there for the michigan game which if you know anything about Ohio, you know that they hate Michigan. They hate it. And they <laughs> they played Michigan at home. And there were, like, cops everywhere. More cops than I'd ever seen in my life. Like, cops on horses, bikes, on mopeds, like, everywhere. And there were people literally, like, setting cars on fire with, like, the Michigan logo on it in their front yard. And, like, just, like enjoy because they won the game like beating things up and like the cheers were so loud and the streets were packed with people to the point where you couldn't even drive and um one of the like member like leaders of the church was nervous to have us like try and make it home on public transportation so he like gave us a ride and it literally took it was like a 10 minute drive back to our apartment it literally took an hour to get back from how crazy it was. And these are not teenage boys. These are fully grown men and college boys. But like, it was not all the college kids that were freaking out. It was like their parents were there. Well, and it's it's crazy because it's the exact same thing. Like it's it is. excitement. It's mm-hmm. devotion. It's a sense of community. Yep. Like it's all the things that make fangirls, like why fangirls are drawn to their music artists. They're the exact same concepts, but it's so... Like you hear people talking and like criticizing fangirls, you know, like why Mm -hmm. is that? But it's normal for someone to be that big of a crazy sports fan, which I personally don't understand. But I guess, no, I guess maybe that means I do understand it because I do have that (laughs) devotion for Taylor Swift. So it's just it's just like my uncle's devotion to the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) Like they own as many of those shirts as you own Taylor Swift. Oh, absolutely. And like the people who go to the midnight movie premieres for Marvel, they sit outside in costumes for for as many hours as Mm -hmm. these girls are waiting. I have yet to hear one for five months, but (laughs) for at least like multiple hours and like, and they dress up and they cheer when the characters come on and they have like their parties to celebrate and like they know everything about these like fictional universes. And they know, like, and just football player fans, they know all of the stats and, like, how many years it's been since win and, like, all this stuff. Like, it's not different. And so I think, like, the important thing to question is, like, why is it being looked at as different? And, like, why is it maybe seen as, like, why are the Justin Bieber fans crazy, but the fans at the Super Bowl are just, like excited and having a good time and cheering for their team part of true american culture yeah (laughs) you want to know what i think justin bieber is just as a part of american culture he's canadian but yeah i was like he's canadian (laughs) but i feel like that is just as much of american culture as football is is. and honestly like yeah it's sexism it's people looking at things that girls like and being like oh my gosh they're nuts 
and looking at things that guys like and being like, it's okay. Oh, yeah. that's normal. Like that's how mm-hmm. it is. And there's even this quote I liked that was like, male musical appreciation has to do with a deep understanding of artistry while girls are driven by idolatry and lust. It's like, really? You're going to look at it like that? The like, okay, men can like whatever they want because it's artistry and like important and prominent and profound. But girls, oh, it's just sex. One thing that I wanted to bring up is that like I was just curious and I was like, okay, all these people think that like these teenage girls are nuts and they're going to like commit murder and felonies and cause problems. And I know that there's been a lot of celebrities that have died from fans and so I Googled it and I was like, okay, like what celebrities have died from fans? Um, most of them died from their male. F- it was more grown up men that are killing these celebrities than females. Like as crazy as the Beatle fans were. Yeah. Um, John Lennon, a male fan killed him. Was it a fan um, that killed him? Yeah, a fan came up to him asking for an autograph. He agreed to give it, turned to walk away, and he shot him in the back four times. Like, I didn't know that's how it happened. It was a fan. And there was, like, multiple others that came up. There was one that was, like, a female, Selena, Mm, the president of her fan club. But, like, as crazy as these fans are, I think it's just important to realize that, like, the track record of fangirls mm-hmm. they're not the ones killing the celebrities or like maybe causing them as much harm as the yeah as the actual male fans yes like yes they're still a little nuts and maybe there's some really crazy stalkers out there and i'm not denying that i'm just saying that like mm-hmm. the majority of them are being killed by male fans not female mm-hmm. so interesting maybe fangirls aren't as scary as most people want to believe another point i wanted to bring up is in the ted talk we were watching too she talked about how like i'm probably gonna say it wrong but it's like a male and females develop like their voice inflections at different ages and start like monitoring their voice and for men it actually happens as young as at four years old they start figuring out that they can't like scream or cry because then it's not seen as manly and that's like really sad to me (laughs) but that's how young they start figuring that out and for girls it's 14 so girls start don't start messing with their voice inflection until they're like 14 years old and figuring out what they want to sound like yeah and and like purposely changing that yeah and it actually like makes me think of a lot of girls I knew who like kind of had fake voices around that time and like maybe that wasn't as weird because they were just playing around with like what differences your voice can do like oh if I talk like this does something else happen and like what does that make me sound like and and I think that that's an important thing to realize too is that like everyone cringes when they think of like female screams but at the same point it's like but that's kind of cool in a way that like (laughs) they still are able to express that without any like regard for like what's proper and what's not when like men learn at such a young age to like be more proper and to like minimize their selves which yeah I think that's kind of like at the end of the day like that's why I think yeah fangirls are so cool is like they really should be admired kind of like we said Mm -hmm. like that one quote where she said they have so much devotion for the things they love especially like she said like none of my adult friends are willing to love something that like unashamedly and like that should be like that's awesome like that's just such a genuinely like amazing thing yeah like in a world where everyone's having a hard time like even admitting the things that they like because like no one wants to be uncool or whatever I think it's powerful that there is like an army of females out there that are like, no, I love them. I will die for them. Like I will wait months in order to see them. And I am not ashamed of it. That's really cool. No, you're right. There's so much we can learn from (laughs) fangirls. I know. I think in the book, the point that I'm at, something she brought up too that I think is like an interesting point to bring in is like um, there is a sense of like, privilege that comes with being a diehard fangirl too a lot of people's parents aren't willing to pay for concert tickets (laughs) for every night of the week when you're young or to like drive you across the country to go see someone 
And so I think like um, a lot of fans struggle with that, she said, is like having a hard time when they can only go to the shows like, yeah, or like maybe they never even make it to one. Like by the time I loved Taylor Swift, her <laughs> concerts were already over a hundred bucks for a ticket. Like being on like the Stan Twitter accounts, like it's kind of crazy how there is that like inner fan shame of because there's a lot of people who go to like that's their summer like they spend the summer going throughout the tour like going to all the tours in the hopes that they can meet her because Taylor Swift does a thing pretty much where her her team will go out in the audience and find random people and take them to meet her for free after the show oh and if you're at everyone yeah and so they're like if I go to more I have the better chance of being picked out of the crowd and also too Mm -hmm. like they just love it but then there's also the fans who like have never been able to go see her or only went to one of the reputations like stadium tours Mm -hmm. and like there's always the tweets going around of like you're just as much of a fan if you can't afford merch or if you can't afford to go see her like shows like but that's definitely like a there's a little bit of a hierarchy I think yes within the fan groups and and you're right it's definitely like a privilege of like and it's, it's really like who can afford it yeah and uh, yeah I think that that's like an important thing to look at is mm-hmm. that it's like okay in a society run by money like this is still a part of that yeah and I don't know there is a lot of privilege that comes with being like an inner fangirl and being mm-hmm. able to do those things yeah because not everyone's parents are gonna fly him to America to follow one direction when they yeah. live in London <laughs> And that's okay. And mm-hmm. I think realizing that, like, you can be a teenage, I mean, a fan and, like, still partake not. of their stuff for yeah. free. I mean, that's the fun thing about nowadays is, like, mm-hmm. you go on YouTube and anyone that you're a fan of, like, there's plenty of content, you know? Like, there's plenty of ways to consume things. Yeah. I really love how Netflix is, like, filming tours yes. now. Like, I actually got to watch the Reputation tour. Yeah. And that was really fun for me because, like, I haven't been to a Taylor Swift concert. Mm -hmm. And it was fun to, like, be able to watch one and, like, enjoy it in a way. And, yeah, it was different. But, like, that's okay. No, I I think it's really cool that they're, like, making those more accessible Mm -hmm. and putting them in places that more people can see it. Because, yeah, I think everyone, everyone deserves to get to see that, too. Exactly. And I hope, I think maybe that could be a positive thing that comes out of covid and the way that we've been doing things lately i think maybe people are seeing that we do have the capability of doing things online and of course there's such like an amazing thing about being in a group of people and coming together and being in person but no agreed and i think it shows the privilege that like football fans have at this point where like every single game is televised yeah can you imagine i know a lot of people that would be willing to pay for any tv provider if they would televise every every concert (gasps) yeah that's a really good point because yeah every single game for so many things is televised but yeah but then concerts are still, yeah. I don't know. And like, maybe that'll change. Maybe it won't. But that's an important thing, I think, that like no one thinks a football fan is lesser if he hasn't been to a live game. Yeah, but people will be like, like, it's almost like I feel like I'm proving my, no, I really am a Taylor Swift fan because I've been to these, the three tours, but I only went yeah. once. But, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, no, like I'm, I can never have gone to a show and still be like a huge fan. Yeah. Or, like, a lot of people can't afford the merch or the CDs or anything else. Like, I own a hard copy of all of Taylor Swift's CDs, Mm -hmm. at least. Like, the more recent ones. Because, like, she... Ah, you know me. I'm a graphic design nerd, and I love what she does with them. And they're just... Yeah, it's just so much fun. But, like, when The Lover came out and there was, like, multiple different journals of them, like, no, I couldn't drop that much money on four different ones no I bought two and the other two someone gifted me which was very kind of them but no same (laughs) like I and I know with folklore she dropped eight different versions of them yeah I bought one but I was like there's no way that I can and it's like good for them for getting their money but at the same point like that is a lot of money and it is like important to realize that like not everyone can do that and Mm -hmm. that's okay (laughs) like it doesn't make you any much any more or less of a fan or like any less powerful as a fangirl Mm -hmm. than like those that are literally paying 
so much how much money money would that even be like a million dollars a year pretty much to like buy everything i know i don't know like every piece of merch going to every single concert paying the vip passes and buying all of the copies of everything yeah i know yeah that's a lot of money there was a story of a girl who had bought multiple phones so that she could order tickets on each device because it's like limited per device yeah well also okay so when i went so i went to that bts concert with my cousin and so but getting tickets for these shows were crazy so it was in la in the staples arena Mm -hmm. and so she literally like spent so much time like watching youtube videos of how to make sure she gets tickets so i was on a device another friend who was going to the concert was on the device my cousin was on the device her both of her parents were on devices as well so we had five people ready to go to get tickets as soon as they were available only one person got through to even buy the tickets the rest of us we crashed and we're just like there was no way so like it's crazy it's i mean it's Mm -hmm. fun though like i love being at those shows because i really like i feed off of that energy it was Mm -hmm. so fun to be there but like also like like even taylor swift like I, it was not that difficult for me to get tickets to the Reputation Stadium tour. Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of time and dedication oh, yeah. and money and yeah, organization. Saving and planning. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. And I think that also is something to be said for, I think in the TED Talk, she talked about how like people are worried about these girls thinking that they'll never become anything. But she was like, look at how much like organization, delegation, planning, everything that this takes like they're set up for any management position ever yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know like i need people to like put that on like honestly my cousin could put that on her resume like i can memorize facts i can Mm -hmm. plan a whole trip i can make sure that we accomplish the goal (laughs) yeah like those are important things when it's happening in these groups Mm -hmm. of girls and at the end of the day i think it just shows that fangirls are just they just want to belong to something that they care about Like, they just want to love something and, like, feel like there's other people out there that love it, too, and, like, belong to that. Mm -hmm. And isn't that kind of what we all want? Yeah, I was going to say, that's just humanity. Like, yeah. We all just want to be a part of something. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Enjoy something and and be excited and love stuff. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And nothing wrong with fangirls. Fangirls are fun. No, they are. They're okay. And like, they're wonderful and talented and kind. And like, they need to stop getting such a bad rep. Yeah. If you're not going to give like crap to the kid down the street who's like a diehard football fan, then like, don't give crap to the girl who's like a K-pop stan. Like, it's okay. And also too, is if you know someone in your life who is that fangirl, like, ask them about that. Like, here's the thing. I feel like there's kind of like that awkward thing of like maybe for a time period in people's life when they are in that obsession status of it's like, oh, the only thing they can talk about is that person and blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's annoying. But like, I feel like a great way to show that like you care about that person and are interested in them is to ask them, ask them yeah. why they like them and no, figure out point. why and mm-hmm. see if you can maybe find a reason why you like them too. Like if your daughter is a I don't really know who's like the it band to be obsessed with right now. But like at the time, like Probably One Direction. K-pop. Yeah, I feel like it is K-pop. But, yeah. you know, like talk to them about One Direction. Talk to them about Justin Bieber, whatever their equivalent is, and figure out why yeah. they like it. Maybe watch the music videos with him because I feel like that's also just a good way just in general to show that you love mm-hmm. someone is to care about the things that they love. And the people in your life maybe being obsessed with celebrities or music acts those things that they love isn't less than maybe someone's love for a hobby or a sports team or, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's important to like put that on the same pedestal of like, and also it is probably a phase. The obsession definitely will die. You know, of course it is though. (laughs) Or at least like mellow. It'll minimize, it'll mellow. It will. Yeah. I'm not going to say it'll go away, but the obsession will mellow, but support Mm -hmm. it. And yeah. Think of like the little grandmas with the Elvis plates and yeah. remember that like that's going to be your kid one day and it'll be looked at as like a cute like, oh, my grandma loved Elvis, mm-hmm. you know, rather than like, a, oh, oh my, my gosh, daughter. my daughter's freaking obsessed with One Direction yeah. and it scares me. Like, it's OK. It'll mm-hmm. mellow out. It'll be like 
a cool part of American history. Yeah. And just like, if you can't support it, like with money per se, then like maybe just support it with like your time and attention. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.